also like to thank my sponsor who I'm warming you guys all up for, Marlon, uh, for asking me to come speak uh, with you guys today. Um, so how, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like for me now in a 10-minute brief introductory for you guys. Um, again, Nathan, alcoholic, uh, originally from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Interesting fact, Kalamazoo, only one of those in all the United States. Um, I was born to two alcoholic addicts. Uh, both were in the Army, so I'm an Army brat. Um, I only say that uh, I was born to two alcoholic addicts because I was told this my entire life that they thought that this was something that was kind of like genetic and who knows really the science if it is or isn't. Um, I'm also a product of a biracial marriage. So I like to say that I was born wound really tight and with this identity crisis that I still somewhat suffer with a little bit today because I, um, never really fit in with one group or the other. Um, I was never white enough for the white kids and I was never black enough for the black kids. So I was always kind of finding what I call myself now as a chameleon um, in the rooms. I kind of, I'm just there, I'm quiet. I don't make any waves. Um, I just fit in, I do, a, I do what I'm asked and I learned to do that uh, throughout my entire life. Um, when I was two, my mother, um, didn't particularly want children, so she left, gave me to my father, who lives in Virginia. Um, so I lived down there for a little bit as a very young child. Um, around five, my father wasn't capable of taking care of me, so I came back to Michigan with my mother. Um, again, uh, product of probably generational dysfunction. Uh, through physical and emotional verbal abuse. So um, growing up, I got called stupid. I got hit. I got beat. Um, never really feeling like I, even though I didn't fit in with any friends, I didn't fit in at home either. Um, so that would lead me to be what I like to call myself. Well, I learned that it's not, I'm not shy. It's more that I'm so selfish and thinking about what you're thinking about me before I even give you a chance to get to know me. Um, that, that's just a habit that I developed um, and still kind of struggle with today. Um, but again, being the shapeshifter chameleon through life, um, my mother didn't pick a lot of the best guys. So as a young child, it was my job to rescue my mother. Um, she was with a lot of physically abusive men. So it was my job at six, seven, eight, nine, up until about 12 years old. Uh, it was my job to call the police to protect my mother. Um, probably not the most ideal situation, but that's what my life was. Um, it was at about 12, 13, the first substance that I ever had was marijuana smoking uh, with some cousins. And that that was at first the thing for me um, that allowed me to go from this tightly wound ball into just, I could be me. I was free. Like I could joke around, I could laugh, I could be silly. And I had arrived, like it, it, this was, the magic potion for me, this kid that wouldn't, that doesn't talk to anybody, that doesn't do anything, could finally get out of this 
thing that I had. I And if I was too silly and people made fun of me, it was okay because it wasn't me that was, it was the marijuana that was doing it for me. Um, again, we moved around a lot. So that helped me uh, develop another bad character trait of not trusting people. So I would never really fully invest myself in friends uh, because I never knew how long it was going to be before we were packing up and moving to our um, next uh, destination or where we were going to be for how long. Uh, the one thing that did allow me to make friends, even though I was shy, uh, was sports. I played basketball, I played football, and those were the things that I really excelled at um, in high school. Um, still not really picking up into drinking just yet, but uh, still smoking here and there, but really like football had me, I had an opportunity to play uh, college football, but um, due to, I guess, my way of getting back at my mother because I was upset with her. Um, I'm sorry, does that mean my time's almost up? Uh, Sorry, that threw me off for a second. Um, that uh, my only way to get back at my mother was by screwing up my grades because you know I couldn't rebel by staying out too late or anything like that because she had her thumb on me and I had to follow her rules. Uh, the rule that I hated the most was the statement she made to me all the time was I didn't have to love her, but I will respect her. And she beat that into me pretty good so when i started failing in school lost my scholarship and that um broke me essentially and that's when i was hanging out with the wrong crowd that's when i found alcohol and i never drank normally from the very beginning like it was always go time for me it was always uh, I'm going to drink until I black out. And that was my excuse. If I did anything bad was, you know, I, I was drunk. So that was my thing. Um, did this for a few years after graduating high school, barely. Um, and had my first life experience. I got a girl pregnant at 20. Um, had a kid that straightened me out that was for a little bit I should say you know for about six seven years um it was like oh I have to get a job I have to take care of this kid I have to take care of this woman um so things were good for a little while until I had that first drink uh again and at that point I was off and running again destroyed my marriage uh her and I had gotten married bought a house um we ended up losing the house we got divorced and you would think that would be enough to you know bring me to my knees but it wasn't you know for me it's always been it's my mother it's my you know my father not being a part of my life it's everything else but me i can never look in the mirror and say that it was my fault or excuse me or that i needed help it was everything else but um so you know still drinking, still able to hold a job, um, ran into some friends and uh, there's an arena football team, went to a game to see one of my friends is like, oh, I really want to get back into football. You know, I pissed my college career down. Maybe I have a shot to um, play football somewhere else. So I played semi-professional football. He hooked me up with a team to try out for. I made it, 
played semi-pro for seven years and I was able to quit drinking at that time because I was so focused on trying to maybe make it to the next level. Um, I played seven years. Um, and the, the weirdest thing is uh, in, in those seven years, all the great times I've had, Defensive Rookie of the Year, All-Star Game nominations, uh, invites to go try out for practice teams, I still never felt a part of. Um, and when I retired playing football, it was back to drinking again. Um, met another woman, made the same mistake, had a kid. Um, and I was off to the races this time, like blackout. I never really woke up because I always just came to from all the blackout drinking. Um, I found myself, oh, sorry, one minute. Okay, sorry. Uh, what happened? Um, what happened was I came to California. This is where I am now. I live in Whittier now. Um, I came to California on a DUI, after a DUI, went to a program called Habad. Um, and sorry, that 10 minutes went really fast. I'm usually really nervous about this, if you can't tell. Um, went to Habad. I did six, three months inpatient, three months outpatient, and then committed to another six months of uh, outpatient. And in that time, uh, one of the counselors there hooked me up with a great sober group that I'm a part of now, which and introduced me to my now sponsor, Marlon. Um, I do a big book. Uh, workshop we did I did the steps one through 12 with him through this big books workshop um, over a course of 17 months um, I've got a full-time job I have an apartment um, really what it is is just you know where is I can't really tell you how it works it just you know you get into a group of people that show you love until you can love yourself and you just do what they do. You go to meetings, you know, you work the steps as you're told, you take suggestions and it's in how it works, being honest, open-minded and willing to do anything. You know, we say we'll go through any links to stay sober and that's exactly what I do now. Um, sorry, I, 10 minutes went a lot faster than I was expected. Usually I'm afraid, but as I'm starting to speak a little more, it's getting a little easier. So um, again, welcome to the newcomers. Um, thank you for to the chip takers and happy birthday, Larry. And my name's Nathan. Thank you for letting me share.